Welcome to episode 441 of Salcedo Paranormal. Tonight I am sharing true paranormal stories from the web. As always, you can find all episodes of the show, uh, along with links to social media, social media, excuse me if I can talk, and, and other ways to contact me at the podcast page at salcedoparanormal.podbean.com. That's S-A-L-S-I-D-O paranormal.podbean.com. Always happy to hear from you all, whether you have comments or questions or topic suggestions, or stories of paranormal experiences, whether they're your own or from others that you trust. Happy to either read those or have you join me on the show to talk about them. Thank you all for listening. Whether you are here for the live podcast recording streams on Discord, or if you listen on the podcast or YouTube feeds, or on the Trouble Minds Radio Network, KUAP Digital Broadcasting. There you can hear replays of two episodes of the show every night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, right before Trouble Minds Radio, the show, comes on. And as always, I want to thank Michael Strange, host of Trouble Minds Radio, and Liam Martin, uh, Rohan, of the Exile Minds Podcast for producing the show and putting it on the station, along with all the music that you hear at the beginning and the end of the episodes. If you want to support the show, there are some different ways to do that. Uh, you can always share the show with others, and uh, rate and review the show on your podcast platform of choice. Also, I have written some paranormal fiction and nonfiction books you can check out on Amazon. And I have a Patreon page that will be active soon. Uh, the first post will be appear appearing, oh, the first um, content, I should say. I've already put a post up there. Uh, will be appearing in early August, and that will be one extra show per month, at least to start with. And uh, that will be available to all uh, tiers on that page, no matter what level of support you decide to, uh, to give. So, um, also I have direct, uh, direct donation links, one-time donation links through Pay PayPal and, uh, Venmo as well. And, uh, all support is appreciated, but never expected. Uh, but there are expenses, uh, um, for the show, basically with, when it comes to equipment and research materials and, uh, travel expenses for uh, getting to public events where I can promote the show and hopefully get new listeners and and um, make the show better in all different kinds of ways. So um, I think that covers everything. As far as that goes, I, will, I do have one exciting announcement. Starting um, basically with the next bunch of shows you'll hear from, from uh, after tonight... Um, I, my streaming schedule is normally Saturday through uh, Wednesday, uh, every night at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Discord channel, and I'm going to keep that schedule, but what I'm also going to do is, uh, on most nights, I will be recording two episodes of the show uh, in a row. So you'll be seeing more episodes, and they'll be around the same length. Uh, that will not, of course, happen on the nights where I do longer shows. But uh, there will be, basically for every one of the 
the shorter shows and the normal normal length shows, there will be an extra one recorded that same night. And I'm really excited about that. Trying to get uh, more content out there, and I hope you all enjoy, and, and uh, we'll go from there. So, um, I think with that, I can get to the stories here. And let's see here. This first one says, I have been seeing a shadow out of the corner of my eye for months now. Initially, the shadow would appear when I turned the corner. Once, when sitting on a couch, on the couch, I should say, and looking up from my phone, I saw someone walking between the chair and the wall. But the person disappeared before coming into view. On another occasion, with my door open and while sitting on my bed, I repeatedly saw darkness at the top of the door, but it would vanish when I looked directly at it. Despite these experiences, I was not sure that any of this was paranormal until a recent incident. And just real quick to uh, step out of that for a second. Um, th- I have heard that people can experience uh, shadows and or almost what seem like illusions out of the corner of their eye due to um, regular circumstances, non-paranormal circumstances. So they're, um, this person is not just... Uh, just trying to write things off for for the sake of that. So, uh, getting back to the story here, it says I went out onto my veranda, which had a glass sliding door covered by a curtain. Upon turning back briefly, I saw a distorted version of myself in the glass door. The reflection had a darker face and different clothes but I recognized it as myself. The glass part of the door did not show my reflection, only the garden, and I was in line with the open door, not the glass part. I still don't know how to explain any of this. So, um, sounds like they're seeing some kind of apparition there. That's uh, the end of the story there. Um, Some kind of shadowy figure. I wonder if it's the same thing. Again, the other situations, I'm not saying that's 100% that that they weren't seeing any kind of shadow figures out of the corner of their eye. Um, it's just that uh, it's always possible that that was more, um, that was not paranormal. That was just uh, the function, the way the eye works and all that. Uh, I've heard people say that they see shadow figures, but there's never anything else that they see besides that, or a sense besides that, and there's no feelings, there's no other activity, so it does seem like that can happen. I don't know how, and I don't know enough about science to describe that, but this uh, second half of the story, though, sounds different. It sounds like they saw an apparition of some kind. So, um, really amazing there, the way that there's they're seeing this figure uh, when they don't think they should be. So, um, yeah, I don't know how to describe that, but uh, it does seem like there's something going on there. 
Uh, it doesn't seem like the writer is too frightened, which is the main thing. They're too worried or afraid. That's always good. Um, they're just aware, and I think that's the that's a good thing to be is aware of whatever's going on. So, um, yeah, I think that's all I have for that one. But uh, so let me move on to the next story here. This one says, in 1987, my husband and I purchased a home built in 1947. It was a beautiful bungalow with hardwood floors and a lot of character. The house had two previous owners before us. While unpacking and setting up our new home, we set up a clock radio on the dresser that was unplugged and waiting to be uh, turned on and set up to, I guess they mean to the alarm times. It says, despite being unplugged, the clock radio started playing and its dial lit up on several occasions, which was startling. Due to the strange occurrence, I decided to move the radio to the kitchen. As I carried the radio down the hallway, it began playing again, this time tuned to talk radio. Feeling increasingly, un increasingly unsettled, I decided to throw it out in the garbage. We bought a wind-up alarm clock and put it in the bedroom instead. While there were other occurrences in the house, none of them have ever been threatening. Still, the clock radio incident was frightening. And that's where that story ends. Um, I've never heard of the device acting up while the person is holding it and taking it out of the house. That is, that's a, that's a new one. Normally when it's happening, it's, it's uh, the people either leave the place or, again, that it stops and then they take it out. I think that's the first time I've ever heard of it acting up as the, the writer or the, the person experiencing that is carrying it out of the house. I don't mean to laugh at that the fact that it's happening, just that that's a, that's a first. But um, it sounds like there was some energy going into the thing for it to be uh, doing what it was doing. I wonder, I don't know. It just has me wondering now about um, how it, it does appear that people can uh, cause or have effects on electronics. Uh, could it be them? But also, I don't know, maybe it's a mix of things because they did say in the story there that they, they had other experiences in the house. If it was just that radio alarm clock sort of acting up, um, then maybe, and then given the fact that it acted up as the writer was carrying it outside, maybe it might lead me to think that it's somehow the, the person's own energy somehow activating it instead of usually what you hear is more of cases of um, people disrupting electronics. I wonder if some people have the ability to, um, to power devices somehow um, and cause them to turn on. But again, I don't think that's all that's going on there. If that's not the only event that happened, then it seems like there's uh, there may be more to it than that, just that. So...
Um, I don't blame them for getting rid of that clock radio, although, I don't know, I guess if they don't ever get another one, then that would solve that particular problem. But, uh, but yeah, that's the... When I first started hearing stories about, uh, about stereos and radios and alarm clocks that were, that were plugged in, turning themselves on or, or off or uh, just doing weird things, I remember at first I was really amazed by that until I found out sometimes there can be reasons for that and uh, sort of learn more and more about just different settings on different devices, uh, both through experience and through um, sort of hearing about experiences and uh, and then also experiences where the person is able to sort of um, explain things away and uh, but then they have other experiences so um, but yeah so it's that sounds like uh, there was something going on there it's really amazing when um, I have heard that some devices they can retain some power when they're um, once you unplug them for a time but this doesn't even sound like it was plugged in to begin with for a while so that really is amazing but uh, anyway I guess I'll move on to the next story here Uh, let me see okay this one says while in my video game room with my spouse Something dark suddenly dashed into our bedroom. This was odd, but we have had other paranormal experiences here and there as well. The bathroom in our home acts as a portal, frequently allowing things to come in and out due to the numerous mirrors present around the room. And just real quick, I want to, uh, again... I don't mean to do this all the time, but uh, there is something to rooms, and and I do think there are play, places and different uh, sets of circumstances that can act as portals for different reasons. So, and I think mirrors can definitely be uh, can contribute to that. So, um, this says, uh, let me see, I lost my spot. There we go. It says another time when I was facing the living room, a strange, dark oval-shaped head emerged with glowing white eyes, startling me. I instantly grabbed my husband's arm, who also, and he also saw the phenomenon, sorry, and was as freaked out as I was. While the presence of shadow figures in our house is not uncommon, I have never encountered one with glowing eyes. The laundry room in our house is another active area, with a ceiling-tall shadow figure consistently present for the past month. The shadow figure in the laundry room is visible from the kitchen, creating a source of constant uh, observation. I don't know what that last word is supposed to be. Anyway. Uh, oh, yeah, I guess this makes sense. Creating a sense, creating a sense of constant observation. Okay, sorry about that. Um, and that's where the story ends. 
So um, it sounds like their place, again, as they're describing there, is active. Sounds almost like, um, that's odd, a couple of these stories here seem to be similar in, in, um, in that there's multiple things going on in these figures seen. Now, um, that is not the first time I've heard of shadow figures having uh, glowing eyes, although usually it's more of a red or a yellow or an orange glow, not usually a white. So that is that is something different. Um, but again, similar enough to where uh, that doesn't surprise me too much, but obviously if you're not used to that, if you're not looking into these things, I understand why the writer and their, their husband would be surprised. Or their spouse, I guess they said. So, um, yeah. I'm hoping that and I'm guessing that they don't sense anything bad from any of these figures because they didn't mention that in the story, which hopefully that's the case. Um, it is possible, I think, to coexist with all these different figures as long as they're not actively bothering anyone. I, I've had that in my own apartment here, as some of the listeners know that have been listening for a while. I used to have uh, some kind of presence that... Uh, appeared as a shadow figure just before it, it left for good uh, that it never did anything uh, but it was it was like it just needed a place to stay and it chose the my bedroom closet which I use that room for storage anyway so it doesn't bother didn't bother me any and uh, it would only be there at night as far as I could tell. I only got that feeling at night. And once it started to get dark. And um, and it never bothered me. I just got the sense whenever I had to go in there to put anything in there or take anything out. Of sort of this message. Not in words, but this feeling of, I don't mean you any harm. I just need a place to stay. Leave me alone and I'll leave you alone. And it did. It never did anything to me. Uh, and it got to the point where I would... Uh, to talk out loud as I got to that door to that room, just sort of as a form of um, respect in a way, uh, just to let them know, hey, I'm coming in just for a minute to put this away or take this out. And uh, and all those times I did that, and I am very much a night owl. I'm, at, I'm usually up at night most times. Uh, and all those times I did that, I never had a problem. And then I don't know, a couple of years, few years ago, there was one night I was listening to, a couple of nights actually in a row, I was listening to podcasts on the paranormal, and I noticed this, uh, this person-sized shadow uh, had appeared by the kitchen doorway, and uh, it was just standing there, and I just felt, it's one of those things where I don't know how, can't explain it. But I just felt like it was this shadow, or it was this presence that was in the be the bedroom closet, coming out, and I didn't know why at the time. But after those couple of nights where I did that, and then went back into the bedroom, the next time I went in there, I didn't sense it there anymore. I think now that it was saying goodbye in its own way, uh, without being intrusive or or without wanting to to be frightening at all. Uh, but just sort of coming out to uh, 
to check on me, I guess, maybe, and to say goodbye, just by coming out and then going back in, and then it was gone. So I do think that can happen. You can, you can, th- these two different worlds, the world that we think of as being just the world, the way it is, and then this other, other, these other levels of reality, these other worlds, other um, dimensions, whatever you want to call them, um, different, uh, different beings, different consciousnesses can, can coexist there. So, anyway, I could have uh, made that a lot shorter. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, anyway, so let me get to, I think I have time for one more story here. Especially if it's a, looks like a fairly short one. This one says, I was staying in a hotel for work. I woke up in the middle of the night and heard what sounded like a family in the hallway. The family consisted of a father and a mother and two young girls, daughters. I was in and out of sleep and had difficulty distinguishing between reality and dreams. At some point, I saw a little girl, around four to six years old, in the room, playing in a nightgown with blonde hair. The names Emily or Lily were stuck in my mind. I felt paralyzed and couldn't move. But I sensed the presence, I'm sorry, and I sensed the presence of an older lady sitting on the other bed in the room as well. I finally was able to move and turn my head and I could see the older lady watching me silently. I didn't feel any connection between the older lady and and the little girl. The experience felt real, but was confusing due to being in and out of sleep. I still wonder what was going on and would like to hear about similar experiences from others. That's where that story ends. Um, and it's ironic in a way that that's going to be the last story of the show here tonight because it sort of goes into, or at least it could go into, uh, what I was just talking about. This person was staying at a hotel and uh, they uh, went to bed and whether it was through sleep, through dreaming, or the, through the process of waking up, going back to sleep, kind of that going in and out of sleep, as they mentioned, uh, or just the place being possibly active without the writer even knowing about it in advance, they were able to pick up on what sounds like other presences. And who knows if they were living people in other times or what was going on there. It makes you wonder. Or did the older lady, uh, was the older lady watching the writer because they saw someone laying in a bed and they didn't know what to make of it either, just like the writer who was laying in the bed. So I, always, I always wonder about that when it comes to uh, to ghosts and how and the different things they can possibly be. In. And uh, maybe there's, for every ghost story out there, there's a second ghost story that we don't hear about from the perspective of the others that are thought to be ghosts or spirits. So, 
Um, I think that basically covers that, and that's all the time we have for tonight. Thank you all for listening, and I'll talk to you all on the next episode of Salcedo Paranormal. Take care.